John chapter 8. I've got Deuteronomy 22 up on mine for some reason. That's not right. Actually, Mark, Luke, John chapter 8, verse 30. So this is in the context of Jesus at the Feast of Tabernacles, the Feast of Shelters. Uh, it's an incredible festival. And Jesus there has, has pulled on some of the symbols that are happening in the festival. And he said to them, if you're thirsty, come to me and I'll give you, I'll satisfy, I'll give you the water of life. Uh, he said, if you come to me, you will have the light of life. You won't have to stumble around in the darkness anymore. And he explained something of who he is and what his mission is. And we read in verse 30 that many who heard him say these things believed in him. And then Jesus said to the people who believed in him, verse 31, Simon, thank you. Uh, he, said to him, he, he said to them, you are truly my disciples, my apprentices, if you remain faithful to my teachings and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. But we're descendants of Abraham, they said. We have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean? You will be set free. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is a part of the family forever. So, if the son sets you free, you are truly free. Yes, I realize you are descendants of Abraham, and, and yet some of you are trying to kill me because there's no room in your hearts for my message. I'm telling you what I saw when I was with my father, but you're following the advice of your father. Our father's Abraham, they declared. No, Jesus replied. For if you were really the children of Abraham, you would follow his example. Instead, you're trying to kill me because I told you the truth which I heard from God. Abraham never did such a thing. No, you're imitating your real father. They replied, we aren't illegitimate children. God himself is our true father. Jesus told them, if God were your father, you would love me because I've come to you from God. I'm not here on my own, but he sent me. Why can't you understand what I'm saying? It's because you can't even hear me. For you are the children of your father, the devil, and you love to do the evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character for he is a liar and the father of lies. So, when I tell you the truth, you just naturally don't believe me. Which of you can truthfully accuse me of sin? And since I'm telling you the truth, why don't you believe me? Anyone who belongs to God gladly listens to the words of God. But you don't listen because you don't belong to God. The people retorted, You Samaritan devil! Didn't we say all along that you were possessed by a demon? No, said Jesus, I have no demon in me, for I honor my father and you dishonor me. And though I have no wish to glorify myself, God is going to glorify me. He is the true judge. I tell you the truth, anyone who obeys my teaching will never die. And the people said, ha, now we know you're possessed by a demon. Even Abraham and the prophets died. But you say, anyone who believes in me and obeys my teaching will never die. 
Are you greater than our father Abraham? He died, so did the prophets. Who do you think you are? Jesus answered, If I want glory for myself, it doesn't count, but it is my father who will glorify me. You say, he's our God, but you don't even know him. I know him. If I said otherwise, I would be as great a liar as you, but, but I do know him and obey him. Your father Abraham, he, he looked forward to my coming. He rejoiced as he looked forward to my coming. He saw it and was glad. And the people said, you're not even 50 years old. How can you say you've seen Abraham? Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. Before Abraham was even born, I am. At that point they picked up stones to throw at him, but Jesus was hidden from them and left the temple. At the moment, Taryn and I have lent one of our cars to a friend of ours whose car died and broke down. We in turn have borrowed a car from someone else, so all's all's (laughs) in the end. But imagine you lend a, a car to your friend who say they need it for a, for a bit of a trip. And you're, you're happy and you want us to help them out, and so you give them the car, only to get a phone call from Wagga Wagga from them to say, we're halfway around Australia now. You'd look at them and go, you've gone too far. That's not what I signed up for. Yes, I lent you the car, but I didn't expect you to to do that. I didn't expect you to put me out that much. Over the course of the festival of shelters, a number of people decided to put their trust in Jesus, to believe in him. But it doesn't take long for them to turn and say to Jesus, Jesus, you've gone too far. Yes, we put our trust in you. Yes, we believed in you. But But what you're asking now, it's not what we thought we had signed up for. In fact, in this short passage that we looked at now, they start from believing in him to wanting to stone him to death. In a conversation, in one conversation. And it all starts because Jesus says something that that offends their pride. He tells them that if they really are his apprentices, they should remain in his word, that they, they should stick with him, they should do what he says, <clears throat> and if they do that, they will know the truth, says Jesus, and by knowing the truth, they will be set free. And they didn't like hearing that. Because the implication, if Jesus says, If you follow me, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. The implication is you are not free. You are slaves. And they couldn't stomach that idea. I mean, yes, physically the people of Israel had been slaves time and time and time again. Egypt, uh, uh, Syria for part of them, Babylonia, Persia, the Greeks. Uh, Right then, at this time, the Romans were in charge. But in terms of their spiritual state, they looked at themselves as being the elites. They looked at themselves as being the only ones in the world who were truly free because they were God's people. They were the ones that God had chosen. 
They were descended from Abraham, the man to whom God had said, I will bless you and make your name great and I will bless all the world through you. You are the one through whom I'm going to do these. And they said, we are his descendants. How dare you call us slaves? We are the only ones in the world who have the freedom of being God's chosen people. God is our God. And they assumed that they were right with God simply on the basis of their heritage. Which right from the get-go gives me pause for thought for how we do that. But we're members of the church. We, we've, we've ticked the right boxes. So, um, so we're right with God. We're, we're completely okay. Or I got baptized as a child. Or my family took me to church all along. So yeah, I'm, I'm okay with God. I, I don't follow him, but... You know, I go to church on Sundays. God's going to be happy with that. I'm, I'm one of his people. I, you know, I, I vote the right way. Just don't look closely at how I live my life the rest of the time. And then Jesus comes along to these people who think they've done everything that they need to and he says, you need to be set free. Am I too soft? A little bit? Steve, can you put me up just as much? How is that? Better. Okay, wonderful. They assumed that they were right with God by their heritage. And the sad thing is, is that people can still sit in churches today and assume the same thing. Because Jesus comes up to them and says to them, I want you to actually follow me. I want you to, to actually obey me. And if you do, you're going to be set free. You're going you're to find new life. And, and that doesn't fit well with the story we like to tell ourselves. Actually, I'm okay. I, I belong to the people of God. I've ticked the right boxes. The rest of the stuff doesn't matter. How dare Jesus come and say that actually I am not that I actually need to be set free truth is I think we get miffed that Jesus thinks of us as apprentices and not masters <clears throat> see the Jews there thought that that they were Abraham's children and Jesus pushes back and says you're actually slaves. He says that anyone who sins is a slave to sin. And slaves don't belong in the house like kids do. Uh, sure, a slave gets to enjoy their household for a while, but, but it's not actually their home. And, and yes, people who are slaves to sin get to enjoy this creation for a while, but actually it's not, it's not ours by right. Anyone who sins is a slave to sin. And slaves don't have lasting rights. (coughs) 
It's interesting that almost immediately some of us will have gone, yeah, but I'm not actually enslaved to my sin. This is exactly what the people here are doing. They're going, yeah, but you can't actually say that about me, Jesus, because I'm better than that. Jesus' point is clear. He says, if you sin, sin is your master. You, you, you're not one of the family, but you, you don't have to be that. There is freedom available. The Son, the Saviour, can set people free, can make them family members. And, 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 and if you have been made a family member, then you are forever part of the family. But in order for yourself to want to find that freedom, you have to first admit that you're a slave. I've mentioned a few times the show Keeping Up Appearances, which does date me just a little bit. Uh, Keeping Up Appearances is about a lower-class lady called Hyacinth Bucket, uh, who has pretensions of grandeur. Everything she does is all about proving to herself and the world that she is part of the elite. She always wants to hang out with dukes and lords and, and all these fancy people and she wants to get her name in lights and she, she tries to come across as this incredibly hoity-toity lady. And the reason the show is so good is because every time she tries, she ever so slightly gets it wrong. The things that she does shows who she is. And whether we are uh, slaves to sin or children of God is shown by the things that we do. And the people who who were talking with Jesus claimed that they were free, but, but their actions proved otherwise. Rather than listening to Jesus, rather than saying, I know that there is a need here, I know that I am a sinner, I need to be set free. They were looking at Jesus and going, how dare you? And plotting to to murder him, to kill him. They were driven, not by what God the Father wants, but what the devil wants. And if they really knew God, if they were really free, if they were really uh, God's children, they wouldn't be wanting to kill God's only son. If they were really children of Abraham, the man that God had chosen through whom to work, they were really his descendants, they would be thrilled at what Jesus was offering. Instead of angry and wanting to get rid of him. Jesus spoke the truth and they accused him of making it up, telling lies, fake news. Because what Jesus said didn't fit with the way that they looked at themselves or the way that they looked at the world. And so they rejected him and abandon him. You see, who we are and who we belong to leaks out of us in our actions, in the things that we do. People like Abraham who are friends of God, who are chosen by God, who belong to God, they they obey and they trust God, they welcome His messengers, they rejoice at the idea of God's coming to save I certainly don't plot to kill Jesus. The actions of the people Jesus was speaking to were not the actions of God, they were the actions of the devil. They can't bear to hear Jesus' offer of life 
because they are convinced that they don't need it. They believed in him to a point. But their actions belied their belief. What do my actions say about who I am and who I belong to? How do I react to the idea that I'm not good enough just the way I am? Sometimes we go, yeah, I, I, I'm not good enough. And sometimes we go, of course I'm good enough. Like these people. What do my actions say about who I am? All of my actions. I come to church People might have an idea of me here, but what about on Monday? What do people outside of the church see on Mondays? Who do I remind people of? When they look at my life and your life, do they, do they go, wow, there's something about... Jesus, something about God's family, or do they, do they look and they see, wow, well, there's someone who is angry, or someone who is bitter, or someone who is full of violence. I look at the church and I see many people who resemble Jesus and I see many of us who do not. Truth be told, there's a little bit of a mix, isn't there? In each and every one of us. Which is why Jesus said right at the start, you are really my disciples if you remain in my words, if you, if you follow me, if you obey me. And then you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. Free from that old self. Free from that one who constantly is enslaved to sin. The question is, am I willing to accept that I need that? That I need that freedom? Are we willing to accept that Jesus knows the truth? Are we willing to accept that Jesus is actually able to set us free? Are we willing to accept that no amount of religious posing is going to be enough.
In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus speaks about people who spent their whole lives doing amazing things for God. And yet Jesus looks at them and says, I never actually knew you. These guys here were good guys. They did all the right religious stuff. They were there at the festival, for goodness sake. They, they ticked all the right boxes. The only problem was they didn't accept that God should be the one to set them free. They thought they didn't need being set free. Their pride got in their way of their falling humbly before God. They were interested in Jesus, but when Jesus challenges their pride, when Jesus says, you need to be set free and I can set you free, they turned on him. How dare you? They started calling him names. You Samaritan, you, you demon-possessed man. There's a line in there where they say, we aren't illegitimate children, probably having a dig at Jesus, I think. Because Jesus wasn't born the normal way. Of course, they assume that it must be an illegitimate birth. And even there, while they are harassing Jesus, he looks at them, he turns to them and he says, anyone who obeys my teaching, this is verse 51, Anyone who obeys my teaching will never die. Jesus says, I can set you free. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Free from slavery to sin, ultimately free from death. And they turn on him at that point and they go, Who do you think you are? That's not possible. We don't want a bar of you. You are a little so-and-so. And they pick up stones and he says to them, explains who he is, he makes very clear, I am, I am, I am God. I have always been God. I am the only one who can save you. And they pick up the stones to throw at him. And we're told by John that Jesus was hidden from them and leaves the temple. What do their actions say about them? What did Jesus' actions say about him? And what do your actions say about you? Are you a slave? Or are you a child? Are you a slave in prison? Or are you a slave that has been set free and adopted into God's family? And are you learning to live in that freedom? We're going to do a little bit of discussion. Simon, could you throw uh, the discussion questions onto the screen for us? Um, so